Hey, hey, sister. Today on the Rise Up Sister podcast, I am talking about 10 ways that trauma can affect your physical health. Come join in the conversation. Hey, sister. Welcome to the Rise Up Sister podcast. Come join us as we passionately talk the real talk about surviving domestic abuse, making sense of your past, and discovering the abundant life that God has waiting for you. Here's your host, Janae S. Fleming. Good morning, sisters. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Okay, we're on episode four of the Rise Up Sister podcast this morning, and I'm very excited about, and I'm always excited. What am I talking about? <laughs> I realize that I always start off with how excited I am. Well, I am. It's true. Dead gummit. Anyway. Um, okay, so today we're talking about the top 10 ways that trauma can affect your physical health. And I want to keep in mind that there are way more than 10 ways <laughs> trauma and stress can affect your physical health. I just chose top, the top 10 that either I or other people that I know have experienced while um, dealing with their trauma. So I'm going to start off this morning and I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. So, um, I remember many, many years ago, um, I walked into a Walmart and made my way down the deodorant aisle. And I remember going um, specifically to Walmart to buy deodorant. Why I remember that, I have no idea, but I remember that. <laughs> so I stood there and um, <clears throat> I was looking at all the different options that were on the wall. Now, next time you go to Walmart, just look and, and see how many options you have for deodorant and especially if the men's deodorant is with the women's deodorant. Um, yeah, it gets pretty overwhelming, <laughs> but anyway, I remember standing there in the aisle looking at deodorant and I just remember my brain was like, okay, which one do I need? Like, which one do I wear? And I'm just waiting for um, that one to jump out at me where I can go, aha, that's the one, <laughs> that's the one I normally wear, but not one of them looked familiar to me. And I stood there for like too long where if somebody had been in the aisle with me, they would have been like, this is kind of weird. So as I stood there looking at the wall and trying to find and search for the one that looked familiar to me, um, I became very overwhelmed and essentially had a breakdown in the Walmart deodorant aisle. So this was a time in my life that, um, I was under a tremendous amount of stress. Um, it was a traumatic time in my life. Um, and my body was literally rebelling against me. Um, it didn't know what to do with all the stress and all of the pressure that I, that I had put on it. Um, it just couldn't handle it. And I had a lot of physical issues going on as well. It wasn't just, you know, having a mental breakdown at the time over something so simple, 
But um, there's also been other times in my life where I've walked into stores and had to walk out because I became very overwhelmed and your body has a response to that. You know, you start sweating or you get sick to your stomach or, you know, all different things may happen. So have you ever felt this way? Because I have felt that way mm, several times. Anyway, so as you know, trauma can take an awful toll on the body. And it's not just the mental health, it's the physical health as well. Um, I was reading an article on this exact topic the other day, and it said, um, it's from Psychology Today, and it said that 90% of adults have experienced at least one traumatic event in their life. Another article said 70%, but nonetheless, nonetheless, 70 and 90% is way too high. I mean, that is an enormous amount of people that are walking around nine out of 10 people, seven out of 10 people are walking around and they've experienced at least one, at least one traumatic event. Oh, that's too much. That's too many. So the article also states that one in 13 people will develop PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome at some point in their life. And that it affects 10% of women compared to only 4% of men. Um, I mean, these are number one, these statistics are so hard to hear. Like it makes my stomach hurt. Just thinking about all the people that we pass on the streets every day that are driving in their cars that we see at the mall or the grocery store. And the majority of these people are carrying around trauma. And I wonder how many of these people have actually received healing from that trauma? I would be willing to bet that not as many as we would think. There is a, there, there are a lot of wounded people in this world, y'all. And it's awful. Awful. <laughs> so, I mean, what is, what is trauma look like as far as the body? How does the body handle trauma? Because the people that we see walking around probably look like very normal every day. You would never think that they had anything going on with them people, right? So what are the top 10 ways that trauma shows itself in the body? So the first one is overwhelm and anxiety. So a lot of people deal with anxiety attacks. I am one of those people. I have had anxiety attacks for a very long time. Um, but the promise, the more healthy that you get and the more you process your trauma, the less you have them. That has been true for me. Um, and that's what was happening in the Walmart deodorant aisle is I became overwhelmed and I had an anxiety attack, which looked like a mental breakdown to other people. Um, the second thing is depression. When I say that people fall into a pit, um, and they can't get themselves out. It's, it's the most awful feeling in the world. And side note, I was looking, I was just scrolling Facebook the other day. And there was this article about this, um, hairdresser who helped this young girl who had her hair was awful. Um, it was all matted up. She said she was so depressed that she could not even 
brush her hair every day. The only time she could get out of her bed was to go to the bathroom. And that was it. And I, I just think about the despair that that poor girl was feeling. And, um, it was just a beautiful thing to watch this hairdresser really work on her hair and the before and after pictures and how much confidence it gave her and that she could start school and, you know, do all the things that, you know, that she couldn't do while in that depressive state. All right. The third one is flashbacks. Now flashbacks, when you first hear about that, it's, it's like, okay, well, that's a mental thing, but flashbacks take you into a time in your life that was traumatic and you are literally reliving that moment. And so your body may sweat, you may start to sweat, or you may start to have heart palpitations, or you can't breathe. Um, just the overwhelming fear that comes into your body and the amount of cortisol or all of the hormones that are completely let loose that completely mimics the time, the actual time that it happened. And so flashbacks hit you, um, quickly. <laughs> they don't, um, they don't give you any warning. It could be anything. It could be a smell. It could be, um, somebody's sh shirt or clothes or, um, I mean, it could be when you walk into the same place or something that reminds you, it could be anything. So, um, flashbacks are another way that your body and your mind are trying to deal with this trauma that you've experienced weight gain or loss is number four. So, you know, I typically gain weight when I'm under stress, I can literally look at my timeline of my life and I can see the highest points and tell you what was going on. I take care of my body differently when I am under, under normal circumstances, when I'm not under a, a huge amount of stress, but there's us, other people in my life that lose a lot of weight. So I think anything about like your body's hanging onto that weight, that cortisol, those hormones are off. And so it holds onto weight. It's like your body's saying, oh my gosh, I'm under so much stress. I don't know if I'm going to have another meal. I'm going to protect myself. And so um, that gaining weight, or it could be that your stomach is so upset because of all the things and your brain can't handle all of the emotions and all of the circumstances that you just literally physically cannot eat. So I think any of those extreme, either weight loss or weight gain, um, are both effects of your body trying to survive whatever ha happened or is happening. Number five is irritable bowel syndrome and gut health. And the, the, the statistics on people that have, um, had issues with trauma, had experience with trauma and gut health and having irritable bowel or whatever, even like autoimmune disease. And I'll get to that in a minute is like staggering. Like that means that 70 or 90% of the population potentially could have gut issues. And there's so much about gut issue that I could talk about because I've also experienced, I've experienced most of these things, unfortunately in my lifetime, but, um, your gut health is so important and your, your body, they, they call your gut like your second brain. So if your gut is not healthy, then your body is not healthy. Number six is chronic fatigue. 
So those days where you literally are so tired and you wake up tired, you go through your day tired, you come home and you're barely making it. You could go to bed when you, I mean, you could go straight to bed and that's just not reality for especially women, right? Like for us as women, we are, have families or we have children or, you know, we have another job or whatever it is, but we're exhausted all the time. Number seven is chronic pain. And this typically like shows up as fibromyalgia or, um, you know, muscle pain, joint pain, just body pain all the time. When you get up in the morning and your feet and your legs and your hips and your arms, everything is in pain and is hurting. Um, that, and it lasts for a very long time that that's chronic pain and it's caused by unresolved trauma many times. Number eight is diabetes. I mentioned earlier hormones and how jacked up they can get when you have had trauma. So diabetes, I mean, it really raises your risk of diabetes when you have unresolved trauma. Number nine is autoimmune disease. And this could be anything. It could be Crohn's. It could, I mean, it could be, um, oh my gosh, it could be a whole lot of things that are chronic, um, Hashimoto's. I mean, it could be a ton of different autoimmune. And the problem with autoimmune diseases is that once the body is triggered in an autoimmune disease, you can end up with multiple autoimmune diseases. And so it's imperative that, you know, we go back to our taking care of ourselves. and I could go, I mean, I'm going to probably go more into this in a minute, but it's a, it's about self-care and making sure that we're really working on ourselves and paying attention to our body. And number 10 is increased risk, increased risk of heart disease and cancer. And those are pretty major things. In fact, heart disease is either number one or high up there on the biggest killer of women. Um, We have to take care of our heart. And if our body isn't healthy, then our heart sometimes takes the, takes the brunt of that, um, of that being unhealthy, our body being unhealthy. So do any of these sound familiar to you? I hope not. Um, But if you have struggled with any of these, the first thing I would tell you is, you know, to take, start taking care of your body and and just paying attention to what you eat, moving your body every day, drinking a lot of water, but really it comes down to, if you have not done a lot of trauma work and really getting your mind healthy, then that's the first place to start as well. So just really trying to think about how can I, um, increase, uh, my healing and work on my mental health and mental healing. So that way my body can release some of that trauma because your body does store (laughs) trauma. So we'll talk about that in a minute too, but all right. So trauma and stress, they jack up your nervous system, your endocrine system, your immune system. They can cause your entire body to malfunction. It's almost like a domino effect. Like this happens. And then this happens. And then this causes this, and this causes this. And all of a sudden you're like all out of whack right? So we have to take care of our body and our minds first. 
Um, and self-care is not what society has made it out to be. It's way more than that. And those emotions and those feelings are a direct result of trauma. And they're not meant to be ignored or stuffed down and pretended like they're not there. That is, that is the worst thing you can do is ignore your feelings because God gave us emotion and he gave us feelings on purpose. They're also kind of a signal of what's going on in your body. So, you know, it's, it's like, it's like I've said before, it's about how, how healthy your heart is in that moment of time. And if you don't deal with that trauma and you don't recognize it and you don't address it and you don't release it and you don't work on that emotion on that trauma and let it go, then it gets stored in your body. There are, um, lots of studies about, um, emotion, certain emotions being stored in certain areas of your body. And I will be glad to do another podcast about that. Um, there's a couple of really good books out there that I can recommend. Super interesting. I came across this concept um, in my journey with Young Living, essential oils and all of their products and just hearing people talk about these things. I mean, it sounds kind of woo-woo at first, but you start reading the research behind it because I'm a researcher. I'm like, wow, absolutely wow that that emotion can be stored like that. Um, and if we don't take care of it, it could, work, it could get worse. And we just certainly don't want that. So I believe that in order to reverse the effects of trauma on the body, the trauma must be processed by the brain first. That means that you're going to focus on it head on. You're going to recognize it. You're going to address it. You're going to talk about it and not just talking about it in an unhealthy way. Cause there is an unhealthy way to deal with trauma and talking about it. You know, you hear some of those people I remember in my circles back in the day, you know, it was kind of a gossipy thing. Like this happened and you tell the story over and over and over again to all these different people. And I, I don't know if it was attention seeking or what it really was feeding in them, but they would relive their trauma over and over and over again, because they wanted to talk about it all the time. That's not the talking about it. I'm talking about it's talking about it to get through it, not talking about it, but talking through it and really processing it and giving your brain time and your body time to, to catch up. Um, you don't want to relive it over and over and over again. And what's important about talking about it in a healthy way is making sure you have a support system. So um, not the gossipy friends or the family that's going to, you know, that's going to feed into that, but really somebody that's going to listen, going to ask good questions. That's going to support you that you feel safe with. Um, it could be, um, your therapist. It could be a coat. I mean, there could be a lot of things, a lot of people that, that could be there to help you. And it's important to identify who those people are as soon as you can, while you're working through this, cause you're going to need somebody to come home to and make connections with and be like, Oh my gosh, this is what I realized today. Wow. I see the connection between this and this, you're going to have those aha moments and you're going to need to talk it through in order to, that's part of the processing piece is talking it through with people and sharing what you learned about yourself. Cause there's so many things that we really don't know about ourselves, but God knows, but we haven't figured it out yet. All right. So it's all about emotional freedom. So you can, um, work on your physical, um, your physical release of those emotions and that trauma. All right. 
this is going to take time. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, it's going to, it could potentially take months or years. I always say trauma is a process, right? I've been working on my trauma for about 10 years. And I mean, I'm, I'm still in the process of it. I'm not, I would not consider myself completely hundred percent healed from trauma, but I, I mean, I am way up there in the percentage and it's going to always be a process in your life. And you're, and you're, you're going to learn how to deal with it when you, when your body and your mind are ready to deal with certain things in your life. So be patient with yourself and have grace with yourself because it's, it's a definitely a process. All right. Um, through that process of healing, you're going to start noticing that your body doesn't react to the stress of the memory or the emotion anymore. So, um, you know, as you begin, as you begin the healing and you start feeling that healing, you're going to start looking back on things. It's never forgetting it. You're never going to forget it but it's being able to look back on something and not have an emotional reaction to it because you can now see it for what it was. Right. And that's a hard thing to explain until you actually experience it. But as you start feeling better emotionally and mentally, then you're going to, you're going to start fueling your body in a different way. You're going to be looking at yourself in a different way. Like I always say, like I am in my head so much. You know, like I'm, I'm such an introvert and I'm in my head so much. And I, I've, I've finally got to a point where I can start looking at myself from the outside and seeing what other people see, but that's not easy for somebody like us, right? Sometimes. So thinking about the self-care piece, it's not about pedicures and it's not about massages and it's not about going, giving yourself a shopping spree. That's, that's not, that's superficial self-care that people in this world have, have that that's just made up. <laughs> that's, that would be pampering. I think that would be above and beyond. That's not real self-care. Self-care is knowing what your body needs, knowing what your mind needs, knowing what you need in the moment. What do you need right now? Self-care is loving yourself enough to get better and knowing what your body, mind, and spirit need. So I promise you releasing your trauma will be the best thing that you ever do for yourself. It's the best gift that you can give yourself mentally and the physical components of that will eventually, they'll eventually go. So sisters, I just, I'm praying blessings over you today. I pray that, um, that your, that you, your health will improve, that your motivation will improve, that your, um, your spirit will hear God and the, and the Holy spirit and that, um, that you work on those emotional pieces and you seek the support system and the help that you need, um, in order to, to release the trauma, get rid of what's left. And that way your body can heal many blessings to you. And I will see you next week.
Thank y'all so much for joining me on this episode of Rise Up Sister podcast. Go now and join my Rise Up Sister Facebook group where you will find a safe community and helpful resources that will support your spiritual, emotional, and physical health as you walk through this important and sometimes messy journey. Rise up, sisters. Until next time, be blessed.